Wolf and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from the auction community studios on this Wednesday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke Show. I'm Luke. Wolf, here we are, back home. Back in the studio, and we all know what that means right now. The studio muse, pull the cap down low if you've got one, ladies and gentlemen. Wolf and Luke broadcasting, so you don't have to. Luke, how are you? I'm, I'm good, and the fact that, uh, that we were pulled away from Media Row, and we're going to be back there tomorrow and Friday, and we were obviously there yesterday and Monday, means something big is happening today, and it is. It is. Very big happening yes. to the Phoenix Suns. You know, I'm so proud of you, too, because you never called it Radio Row. You have not I called it radio. Yeah, we're only halfway not, through not the even week. once. I, I know. know that you got two more days. <laughs> you're doing very, very well. Have not called it radio row. If you're walking around the basin right now, don't ever call it radio row. Call it media row, of course. And <laughs> starting now, media <laughs> starting right now. I have, I may have actually called it radio row. I think a couple of times already. Everybody there was calling it that, of course. Right now, look, I won't even say it because I don't want to work it into my mind. I won't even say yes. those two words together. But you, would you say something big is actually happening? In in the basin today. Yes, Matt Ishbia oh. press conference at 11.30. We are going to talk to Matt Ishbia on this show after the press conference. I can't give you the exact time on that because we don't know how long the press conference is going, but Wolf and I will sit down with Matt Ishbia for a little bit, uh, I'm guessing sometime in the 12 o'clock hour. I was going to say, yeah, hopefully it will be in the 12 o'clock hour at some point in time, but we're actually going to carry this press conference, the, the Matty Ish press conference, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's become the, known here in the in the station, of course, the Matty Ish press conference. Um, don't call him Matty Ish, by the way. I'm not going to do that. I, I might slip up you, and actually you're call going him to, when we talk to him right now. It's going to be right the first now. thing but you at say. at some though. point in time, don't do that. But you know what? It's... Um, it's celebratory, isn't it? This this is a momentous day here in the Basin. It really is. It, it I'm is. jacked up. We're also going to give away uh, another spot to qualify for Super Bowl tickets during the show today, too. So it's going to be a pretty busy show today, Wolf. We'll be talking to the new owner. I mean, Man. I was thinking about this driving in. It's not every day you get a new owner. In fact, it's been 18 years since the Suns have had a new owner. The Cardinals, it's it's the Bidwills. Yes. I mean, so it's it's uh, you don't just get new owners very often. So this is, and especially it being the Suns. You know, I mean, I have obviously have a, a history with the Coyotes, a big hockey guy. They Heritage have changed owners before, man. but the Suns don't change owners. Yeah, no, no, you're right about that. And now all of a sudden, here it is. You got a guy that is coming in. Uh, we all think that Matty Ish, uh, Matt Ishby, of course, has got an awful lot of money. Is that a good thing? <laughs> I would say, yeah. You know what? It's really, really good when you have an owner with some deep pockets right there. I also love the fact that he loves the game and he knows the game. And I cannot wait to see how is this going to impact you know he's going to be asked this question in this press conference today he's going to be asked that very question how is that going to impact the kind of owner that he is going forward i love that i i cannot wait to talk to matt um he is going to join us once again after the press conference and i'm excited about that but this is 
This is a big day if you are a Phoenix Suns fan. I've got like 50 questions I want to ask him. I mean, even just as you're talking right now, and I'm sure a bunch more are going to come up during the press conference while we're listening, but one of the ones is kind of what you just said, and I don't even know if it'll make the cut because we have so many other ones, but how well do you know this market? Because you're right, this is the Valley's team. And it's, look, NFL is is always king. I get yeah. that. The, the D-backs have the World Series, but, but the Phoenix Suns, Ask anybody that has lived here their whole life. It is the Phoenix Suns first and foremost because that is that's the Valley's team. It's been here. It's that's the only one that is is ours from the start, other than the D backs. But the D backs are still relatively new yes. in terms of sports. Um, what so, kind of owner are you going to be, Matt? How much money are you going to spend? Exactly right. Are you willing? Are you are you ready? You're going to strap on the 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 guns and walk down tombstone, metaphorically speaking. Are you going to do that, Matty Ish? Are you going to say, you know what, NBA, come and get it? Uh, I this is going to be really exciting. And again, because he knows the game. He knows the game. I can't wait to ask him this right here. Maybe maybe this will also get axed out. But how about this? Um, hey Matt, Tom Izzo was your coach. How much did Tom Izzo impact the kind of owner you're gonna be going forward? <laughs> you know what I, I think that's a legitimate question. Yeah. How about we just ask all of our questions at once? I'll introduce them, and then we'll just ask him 17 questions at once, and he yes. won't understand any of them. Yeah, we'll right. do that, and no, then he'll be like, who are those guys? Be, right now, there's some some intern writing down these questions. I say, hey, listen, this is what they're going to ask you. By the way, a little heads up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's going on. The Suns also won a game last night. Devin Booker came back and played last night. He looked good. Mikel Bridges. I was. I told you yesterday. I was very interested to see what Mikel Bridges does scoring wise with Devin Booker back in the lineup. It's just yes. one game, but Mikel still goes over twenty points. Right. It's yeah, encouraging. Yeah, it's very encouraging. What else is also? Oh, the trade deadline's uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the trade deadline is is hanging around. Of course, was there somebody else that actually caught your eye on the floor last night? Ah, DeAndre Ayton had a pretty good game. Oh my goodness, DeAndre Ayton! I cannot wait to get into this as the show unfolds. Of course, thirty five and fifteen by DeAndre Ayton. Thirty five and fifteen, and if you watched it, it was a beautiful thirty five and. 15. It was playing with force, 35 and 15. It was, I'm going to bend my knees, 35 and 15. It was, I'm, I'm engaged and enjoying being a professional basketball player. And I love the competition. I, man, I love it, DA. I love it. No matter if DeAndre Ayton is a Phoenix Sun for the next 12 years or not, no matter how long he plays for the Phoenix Suns, I hope the light bulb will go on in the shed like it did last night, and D.A. will try to approach every game. Listen, you're not going to go 35-15 and 15 in the NBA. You're just not going to do that. You're not going to have that kind of number. You're not going to have that kind of success, even if you bend your knees, even if you're, you're, you're prepared, even if you're engaged, even if you bring the intensity. You're not going to have that, that night in and night out. You're not. You're not going to get it. We all know that. But, man, to be prepared to give it every game and look like you're prepared to give it every game. You might not have the success that you did, but, man, if he ever gets that, 
He's going to be his opponent's worst nightmare. I'm over here putting together a bingo card of things I want to hear Matt Ishbia say at his press conference. Okay. Like I want to hear I want something about I'm willing to spend whatever it takes. B9. Uh, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I have B9 on here. Uh, I want to win whatever it takes. I, w- I want to hear a lot of whatever it takes from Matt Ishbia today. C3. Um, there's no C in bingo. There isn't? Bingo. Oh, oh yeah, bingo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, N3. <laughs> Listen, I never played bingo. Seriously. I didn't either, but I mean, I played when I was like I four. I thought it was just a letter and a number, okay? I never played bingo. Uh, this is Chris Haynes on TNT last night. This was a, a wrinkle on everything. I was able to talk to uh, Matt a little bit briefly this morning, and this is what he wanted me to relay. He said, I invested in this team because I believe the Suns can be the best organization in the NBA. We have the fans, the market, and the talent to compete for a title every single year, and that's what I intend to do. And guys, another thing he intends to do, sources inform me, that he intends to bring on Isaiah Thomas, the Hall of Famer, to have a prominent role within the front office. So Isaiah Zeke, that is, will collab with James Jones in the front office. That's a big move right there. Um, what? <laughs> Hold everything, on. everything he said right before the Isaiah Thomas every. Sons were winning as he was saying. Oh, Everything man. was great. It was awesome. That was, let's just go ahead and lose our minds <laughs> in a very celebratory kind of way. Oh, let me throw that in. It's like, hold on, Chris. Zeke. What'd you just say? <laughs> now the Suns have since shot that down. So <laughs> apparently that is not uh, something that's going to happen. But that was a, that was a plot twist for, I don't know, an hour last yeah. night. Yeah, that was very. I wonder what James Jones thought. <laughs> Did his eyebrows go up on that one? I, I don't know. Wait, I'm collaborating with who? With? Uh, yes. I, I thought I was the general manager. Here. Collaboration. Ooh, so, yeah, look, there's uh, so, going to be some. I don't know. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> lot to talk right about. Now, did somebody come off the couch? Uh, did you come off the couch when you heard that <laughs> during the broadcast? Stand, I, I stood right up. <laughs> I thought I misheard it. And then I was like, Isaiah Thomas. The former son? That would be kind of strange. That was, was not that Isaiah Thomas. Awesome. It was a different one. Uh, all right, when we come back, we'll get into a little bit of Cardinals. Most of the show is going to be basketball today, so this is our, our chance to talk Cardinals, obviously, before Matt Ishbia uh, speaks at his press conference uh, next hour. So are they going to hire Mike Kafka? It's looking like a 50-50 proposition, but we all seem to sort of be assuming they're going to lean that way. Andy Reid weighed in. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports Cardinals head coaching search update 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 All right, we're all operating under the assumption that we are not going to know who the Cardinals head coach is until early next week at this point. Um, it doesn't really sound like they're going to talk to anybody else. I mean, for those of you holding out hope, hey, maybe it'll be Shane Steichen, Eric Bieniemy, any of these guys, Steve Spagnola, anybody that's involved with the Super Bowl. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case, and it sounds like they're going to announce early next week. So um, it Take that for what it's worth. It's probably going to be Mike Kafka or it's going to be Lou Anarumo. Um, this is Andy Reid. Now, Andy Reid has a history with Mike Kafka, and it's a good one, right? So Yo. just 
But at the same time, that's Andy Reid. He knows his football. Here's what he had to say about what Mike Kafka could bring to Arizona yesterday. I actually told Mr. Bidwell this, too. Uh, um, He's a, a very intelligent, great human being. Um, and, and your quarterback would love him. Uh, he'd challenge him uh, to be better than he even is now. But he'd do a, he'd do a great job. He'd challenge the team. And uh, I think the guys would respond. He played in the National Football League. I had a chance to draft him out of Northwestern. And so, uh, you know, I think he'd be uh, tremendous for for the city, for the Bidwell family, you know, and for y'all. Okay, the very first thought I heard was Andy Reid, of course, talking about Kyler Murray. That's the part of it that really stood out to me. It wasn't Mike Kafka. <laughs> it was it was the part about Kyler Murray right there, and he said, and your quarterback would love him. And then I thought, oh, maybe he's just talking about the quarterback room because he was speaking kind of methodically and slowly. Maybe he was just talking about the quarterback, whatever quarterback. Yeah, your quarterback would love him. He'd challenge him to be better. Than what he is even now. Now we knew he was talking specifically of Kyler Murray. Yeah, and that got my attention. He'd do a great job. He said. Yeah, we'll we'll get in because I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Hey, what about the Terry Bradshaw stuff?" We'll get into that a little bit later on in the show because it is it's clear whether whether it's founded or not that Kyler Murray has a reputation around the NFL not with everybody but in certain parts of the NFL and, not, and maybe it's bigger than I realize or smaller than people think whatever but but there's definitely a reputation out there that Kyler Murray has and whether you think it's fair or not part of the conversation is just that that reputation's out there and so yeah you're right when Andy Reid's like hey he will challenge him to get better I'm not taking that as like a shot at Kyler Murray but it's sort of an acknowledgement of what everybody around here already knows Kyler's really good he wasn't as good last year he could be really really good and um, the last what is it now 13 months have been steps in the wrong direction the whole time. So if Mike Kafka or any coach can come in here and make Kyler Murray better, that obviously is the starting point for this team. Yeah, no, you're right about that. It is the starting point. This is the conversation you have to have right now. You're paying him $230 million. You want him to be the best quarterback he can possibly be. That means he's got to evolve himself as a person and a player, and he also has to evolve this offense going forward. You know that. Who is that person? I I don't know. I don't know. And honestly, nobody is going to know until you know. And then it's typically too late. (laughs) Or or you're able to, to recognize it and say, okay. We know he is reaching Kyler Murray one way or the other. They're going to have to actually do it, work together before you're ever going to really have any thought on that, good or bad, one way or the other. Right now, though, listening to Andy Reid, and and of course, listen, do you think Andy Reid was going to get in front of a microphone and say, oh, man, I can't believe they're even looking at Mike Kafka. Are you kidding me? This is, (laughs) man, what what a joke that is. He's not Um, Jim Mora talking about Josh Rosen before the draft. (laughs) Most of the time, you're going to back your guy up. He's not going to do that. But I, I have to say the momentum right now, it kind of feels like this, doesn't it, brothers? How about you, Luke? It kind of feels like this. Mike Kafka is going to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. It it, It feels like that. Definitely feels that way. And as I've been saying all along, at that point, I just have to take the wait and see approach because he would have been. 
towards the bottom of my list of the names that they interviewed. I mean, you could make a case that, like, if you're going to go down the path, and, and when I say that, it's not a knock on Mike Kafka. I've never seen him be a head coach before because he's never been a head coach before. He might yeah. be outstanding. I'm just saying for this team. But if you are going to go down the path of we're going to make Kafka the head coach and we're going to make Vance Joseph stay on as the defensive coordinator, so, you know, Vance gets to keep his job and Mike Kafka doesn't get to pick his defensive coordinator. I mean, I could easily, if that happens, take the names out and write it up in such a way where it sounds like exactly what happened four years ago when they hired Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Hey, here's a young guy. Yeah. He was a quarterback. He was in the league for a little bit. Uh, you know, He's a great offensive mind. He's young enough where he's going to relate to these guys. Vance Joseph's going to be his defensive coordinator. I could, I could take the names of Mike Kafka and Cliff Kingsbury out and it would sound in, if I bent the words enough, it would sound identical. Doesn't mean he won't be a good head coach, yeah. but you're right. That's what it sort of sounds like they're looking to do. Yeah, you know what the follow-up, I was begging somebody, please. Did, did anyone ask him a follow-up question on the Kyler Murray cut right there? You know, your your quarterback will love him. Okay, why did you say that, Andy? Can I ask you that as a follow-up? Why do you think Kyler Murray would love Mike Kafka? Why would he love him, Andy? Please. Please, please, please tell me. They would have asked, but they all ran over to talk to Terry Bradshaw. Okay, I, I, I say that. Hey, this Terry Bradshaw guy's saying some stuff. Uh, this is Terry, even- what you, and by the way, Terry, just please. Um, from time to time, there are some things you've got to do hygienically, of course, to take care of yourself. Just cut oh, the back of your hair. The back of your hair. Just I trim it up. I think he's had that haircut okay. since he played. Didn't Listen, he? And, and this is me. I, ladies and gentlemen, I'm letting my hair grow long right now. I'm going to grow it out. How Are you that? really? Just going to do it. Wow. Just grow it out one okay. time. Pull it back in a ponytail. Oh You're not going to do that. There's no way. And if you were going to do that, you should have done it before we went out to Media Row. So everybody that came up and looked at you was like, Yo. is that Wolf? No, nah, he's got a ponytail. It oh, can't be Wolf. Okay, you were actually going to play something. I was going right? to play you some Zayvon Collins. You were going to drop something. He's out there us. golfing today. Okay, what kind of man, I think he's actually caddying for J.J. Watt. I don't know. Uh, Zayvon, it's not a joke. I think he actually is caddying for J.J. Watt. Zayvon Collins was out there, though, and uh, he talked about who he wants to be the head coach. It's actually not one of the two candidates. I'm uh, excited to see whoever it is, um, you know, uh, Buddha and everyone expressed how they wanted to be VJ. Obviously, we wanted to be VJ uh, just because we've been around him, you know what I mean? He's a great coach for us. Um, but yeah, whoever it is, you know, we're excited to have him. VJ, of course, being Vance Joseph. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like, yes. I mean, he's the, the guys on the defense like Vance Joseph. It's not like there was some push to get him out of here. No doubt about it. Uh, I Could you see the possibility of Mike Kafka being the head coach and Vance Joseph being the defensive coordinator? You could. Um, I'm not saying that would be my first selection either, but I know that Vance Joseph is so well-respected inside that locker room. It means a lot. It means a lot to me because there's a lot of guys that go out and play base Indians where they really don't respect their coach. I will tell you that right now, whether it's the position coach or whether it's a coordinator or whether it's a head coach. And guess what? It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't. As long as he respects the game, as long as he knows what to do and goes out and balls out himself, it really doesn't matter. I want you to play for yourself, not because you like the coach that coaches you. Play for you and your family. Play for your God. Not because you like the coach. You don't have to like the coach to be good. You don't. Just a fact. Here's one more from Zavin. No, I think, you know, when it comes to it, it's your defensive coordinator that's, you know, calling everything for you. And, uh, you know, as long as as a Mike Backer, as long as I'm in touch with him, I think we'll be fine. Let me ask you this, and and there's not, I don't think that there's like a right answer to this question, but 
if you go down the path where you're going to bring in Mike Kafka as the head coach mm-hmm. and Vance Joseph as the defensive coordinator, one of my biggest worries now with this is whoever you bring in, it's going to be a first-year guy, so what coordinators does he have lined up, right? I mean, now we're 30 days into this. Who's he going to have lined up? Why not just go with Vance as the head coach and Kafka as the OC? I guess he wouldn't leave New York to come here and be the OC is is the reason, right? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be right. the only answer. I think, honestly, um, I think it has a lot to do with what Andy Reid just said in regard to Mike Kafka and the fact that he thinks he's going to blend very, very well with Kyler Murray. You need him to be the head guy. And it's not going to be a peer situation. It's going to be, you need that separation. Hopefully, Kafka's going to do that. I was just going to say, he's going to have somebody else calling the plays, right? He's, he's going, going to have to an offensive that. coordinator, right? I mean, we learned something from the last couple of years, right? Yeah, but, you know, once again, Cliff had a philosophy. He did. He had a personality and a philosophy. And that was, we're going to work together. We're going to do this together. It was a peer-type coach. Maybe Kafka's got something completely different. Hopefully, he does. Because Kafka's got to know that that's not going to work. He's got to be the head coach. He has to be the alpha male. Tough spot to walk into if you are Mike Kafka, if he ends up being the head coach. Just considering what he's following and how many times have we seen it when you make a change, you go to the exact opposite. They would not be going to the exact opposite. Him. Text us your thoughts. The Fandle text line at 620-620 right now. Like this text coming down from the 480. I think let the Suns give one last ride with this roster before making trades to break it down. Well, that is a, it's an interesting thought because we are going to get into that next. And we're going to get into the fact that DeAndre Ayton put together another impressive performance. So what does his big week right now mean? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports All Access, presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. Oh, it is that time. Arizona Sports All Access. We have a qualifier here, Wolf. It's a pretty good uh, contest to qualify for. Jose Castillo from Phoenix. You have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870 to qualify for your chance to win tickets to Super Bowl 57. If Jose Castillo doesn't call within 10 minutes, then we're going to open the phone lines to somebody else. And if you didn't hear your name, you can still qualify by texting SUPER to 620-620. Listen for your name on Burns and Gambo this afternoon. We're going to keep doing this throughout the rest of the week. Look, if you're from Philadelphia or Kansas City coming in and you want to try and go to the Super Bowl, this would be a good uh, contest Ooh, try and yeah. qualify. Nice right there. I know you're out there listening. Um, by the way, if you are here from other parts of the country, welcome. Spend up. So once again, Jose Castillo from Phoenix, you have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870 starting now. Let's go, Jose. 10 minutes. 10 minutes, man. Give him that number again, Jose. 602-260-9870. Next. For Jose. Qualify for Super Bowl tickets. Can't uh, can't really beat that. Uh, let's get to basketball here, Wolf. And the Phoenix Suns played with their actual starting five last night. We're going to get more into this in a minute, but yeah. I just want to throw out the parameters of this because we were talking about it on the show yesterday, but I wanted to have more hard numbers, Okay. They played together last night, the starting five. True, it is. it was their seventh game together. But realistically, it was their fifth game together. Why do you say that? One of the games, D.A. played eight minutes. One of the games, Cam Johnson played five minutes, got hurt. There so you it, go. Last night was the fifth time all season wow. that the starting five has actually played a game together. 
Not like, oh, well, Cam was out there. He put his jersey on and then left. No, actually played. And they are 4-1 and one in those five games. The one loss was the overtime loss to Portland at the start of the year when Damian Lillard went up and said something to DA when he was shooting. Remember, he was like, hey, have you ever been in this position before? Yeah. Um, so that is, it, it's another topic for later in the show, talking about like right. potential trades and the trade deadline is tomorrow. But specifically, DeAndre Ayton, Another monster performance, and now you have two games, I'm trying to find the stat that Kellen Olsen had, where he is just the fourth player in NBA history to have back-to-back games of at least 30 points and 15 rebounds on 75% shooting or better, <laughs> which is kind of surprising to me if you really think about it. You're telling me Shaq didn't have a bunch of games like that? Maybe he's one of the other guys, but you know what I mean? Yes. But yes. also, the other stat on DA, and I'm not, I haven't got to double-check this one yet, but I believe those are his first-ever 30-point, 15-rebound games. They just happen to be the last two. So Before the trade deadline. Whatever, I mean, if anything ever summed up DA, it is the range of D.A. just did something he hasn't done ever, and he's one of the few players in NBA history to do it. (laughs) And now you know the problem. Listen, I I love DeAndre Ayton. I really do. This guy is so incredibly talented right now. It's interesting. Everything you just said, I had two thoughts about last night's game. Devin Booker played five minutes in the first quarter and scored eight points. (laughs) That that was number one. It was good to see him back. The starting lineup together once again. And number two, I wonder if Brooklyn wants D.A. now. (laughs) Right after that. (laughs) Remember, it was rumored back in the summer they didn't want him. They they weren't interested in DeAndre Ayton. I wonder if they're interested in him right now. And, you know, that's that's the conundrum when it comes to DeAndre Ayton. It truly is. This is the way that it goes. And one of the reasons why I thought the the Suns phone would be ringing off the hook because of his talent, his incredible talent. And somebody thinks he's going to get it together. Big guys, they develop slow. He's going to get it together. The light bulb is going to go on in the shed and he's going to get it. And he's going to be able to play with more consistency. There's going to be teams, not a team, teams, I believe, that are out there. They're calling James Jones right now to acquire DeAndre Aiden. Not because of last night's game. I think this has been going on for a while. You take something that bright, that shiny, start waving it around. It's all, what can we get him for? It's always at the cost. You know teams are going to be interested in him. You know my thoughts on this of you keep this group together through these playoffs and you see what they do in the playoffs, but... Um I would be naive to say that there's no chance that DeAndre Ayton gets traded. I mean, if you if it's, this is a classic sell high, right? He's had two of the best games of his career in the last two games. Now, this I got a few DA cuts. I want to play this Devin Booker cut first, though. I mean, that's just what he's capable of. I mean, I've always seen it in him. Um, you know, just trying to get him to show himself that way every, every single night. Um, you know, he, he's, he's tough to handle you know, when, when he's playing like that. And, Trying to be in his ear so it can be every night thing. There's a lot. There's a lot in there. There's a lot there, Booker. Who was that once again? That was Devin Booker. That was Devin Booker. (laughs) Okay, for all the people out there, just think it's ludicrous. You're just a madman to think that you know what, Dan Raid, why would you ever try? That is why, right there, you, you got a teammate. Who is, I think we all love his competitiveness, Devin Booker, and how he competes night in and night out. He emphasized through that whole cut 
the consistency issue with DeAndre Ayton. And again, it's not attacking him. He's a good player, man. He's a good player to have on your team. He's just not a great player. And they signed him to a max contract, which means you have max impact on a consistent basis. And that's been the issue. And Devin Booker, his teammate, just basically said, ladies and gentlemen, behold, the Mad King. Yeah, there was a lot of, see, this is what we are telling you guys that this guy's capable of. But then there was also a lot of, I wish he would do it every night, which I'm sure, I'm sure that, I mean, look, that, and DA is not the only player in NBA history to have this sort of narrative around him. Oh and my goodness, just, how many professional athletes out there have had that problem? Many. Uh, Big Game Weekend's most exclusive event, Sports Illustrated The Party, is heading to Arizona this Saturday. It's going to be featuring headline performances by Machine Gun Kelly and the Chainsmokers. Limited tickets are available, and you can win a pair now by visiting the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. When we come back, how is Kyler Murray going to change the narrative with the Cardinals' head coaching search? Is he already changing it involuntarily? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports All Access, presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. All right, well, Jose did not call, which is bad news for Jose because, you know, these are Super Bowl tickets. But uh, it's good news for everybody else, so we need a, uh, a caller number. Wolf, what do you think? Let's go number two. Number of duplicity. I thought you were going to go with DA's like full jersey number, but I don't think they want to answer 22 phone calls back there. All right, so number two, caller number two right now, 602-260-9870. You will be our Arizona Sports All Access qualifier for the show today. Again, 602-260-9870. All right, over to uh, to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals coaching search. This is Terry Bradshaw yesterday saying, at least implying, not even really implying, flat out saying, he knows why Sean Payton <laughs> didn't take the Cardinals coaching job. Uh, we would talk and he would talk and talk and talk. And was a, I'd say, well, you can't go to Charlotte. Yeah. That's the NFC South. Uh, you can't go to Houston. They don't have a quarterback down there. You don't want to be in Houston. Uh, where else could he have gone? Where, where, Arizona. Arizona, no. Nah, mm. nah, that quarterback. He don't want to work with that yeah. quarterback. But he'd rather work with Russ? Uh, I don't think so, but ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? That's all he's got. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got no choice. But I'll tell you one thing: yeah. he'll get the most out of him. Hmm. All right, where do you want to start there? Um, why would Terry Bradshaw speak for Sean Payton on something so sensitive? That, that's what I'd like to. I, I. Why would he answer that question? For Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean, he was asked it, I guess, but it, that that to me... Yeah, but he was speaking definitively as, though, hey, listen, I've talked to Sean Payton. Yeah. He didn't they want together. to work with that quarterback. It felt like if somebody asked me a question about a decision you made, and I gave a definitive answer publicly to a lot of people. Yeah. That, that's like, that felt like the dynamic. I don't know. You read that You read that quote in print, and to me, it reads a lot worse than it sounds. I mean, you can make a case right there almost that, that he was saying, you don't want to work with that quarterback. The, the quote in print is, he didn't want to work with that 
that right. quarterback. Right. But I think the bigger thing here that we have to, again, you can't be naive about this stuff. This is not the first time we've heard something about Kyler Murray not having a great reputation around the National Football League. So I just want to be careful with how I say this because people freak out one way or the other. Kyler Murray said this yesterday. I've said this about a billion times. Seems like a good guy. Seems like he is a very different guy. Not a guy that's getting in trouble off the field. There are plenty of worse things for your quarterback to be. He's a good quarterback. He took a step back in the last year. Let's not pretend he doesn't have this reputation around the league. I don't think he has this reputation around the league with everybody. But, I mean, we just played the clip yesterday. Everybody was freaking out because J.J. Watt was asked questions about Kyler on the Dan Patrick show. And he just kind of danced around answering the questions. How many times have we heard anonymous former or current teammates, oh, Kyler's not a good leader. Oh, yeah, Kyler getting that new contract was the worst thing. We've heard this stuff. And the thing is, it's not, oh, well, the media heard it. No, this is like coaches and other players around the league. So if you just assume every single person is lying, this is never going to get better. (laughs) If I'm Kyler Murray, I want to hear it and be like, okay, you know what? Fair or not, that perception is out there. Kyler Murray can absolutely change it when he gets back on the field. He hasn't done anything irreparably bad. No, you're right about that. And again, this is is what I'm hoping for right here. And I think everything you said is right. I don't know if Sean Payton agrees with Terry's assessment of his desire to work with Kyler Murray. I don't know. But as I said yesterday, the football universe is going to keep piling on Kyler Murray. And I... I think it's good. It's copycat league. I think it's good. I do, because again, if you want change, Basinonians, from Kyler Murray in terms of the evolution of Kyler Murray as a player and as a person, these kind of slights and slanders will bring about change in Kyler Murray, I believe. And why do I believe that? Because he's got a competitive bone in his body. If he didn't have a competitive bone in his body, he wouldn't worry about it. He wouldn't. You'd let it roll right off. I don't care. I'm, I got $230 million. I don't have to do anything. But I believe that Kyler Murray has competitive bones in his body. And because of that, you know what? You've got that kind of reputation. You've got that kind of narrative that surrounds you out there. You're going to do something about it. And that means go out and be the best you could possibly be. And that's what I'm hoping for. I honestly am not in the locker room. I thought he took... Um, I'm not in the locker room as a player, I should say. I, I thought he took steps this year, or, or at least was intentional about trying to be more of a vocal, I don't know about leader to his teammates, but like in press conferences, you know what I mean? Like stuff that people Going were complaining season, about. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, he wasn't as good on the field this year. That's not all on Kyler Murray. I, again, I just I think it's naive to be like, nope, everybody's making it up next, because it's, it's only getting worse and worse. I'm looking at a tweet right now from Dolph Kleiman. Uh, it says Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, quote, hasn't been the guy to set the tone for the organization, unquote, according to Albert Breer. Quote, when your quarterback doesn't show up for half the offseason program, that's a problem. Other players might see it as licensed to stay away, unquote. That's just from like, like the last two hours. Like this stuff is consistently out there. It is his reputation around the league. Not all of the league. It's not like everybody in the league hates him, but he has this reputation. Anytime yeah. any name came up. Every reaction, like Brian Flores might be the coach. Well, Kyler's not going to like that. He's going to have to work. Again, whether it's right or not, that's his (laughs) reputation. That's exactly right. That's his reputation right there. And going back to Albert Breer and what he said right there, you got to keep in mind as well, he was in a contract dispute. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why he didn't show up, of course, for the offseason program. 
Yes. So you, you have to acknowledge that. That's kind of unfair what he just he said in regard to, you know, what, hey, that you're not going to show up. Well, yeah, he was in a contract dispute for the off season. Sometimes your reputation is unfair, though. Exactly right. But yeah. that's to your point. Yeah. What is going on right there? It just it validates what you're saying. People just assume with Kyler Murray a lot of the time when they hear the facts of a story. Well, this is why it happened, and I think that's unfair. And I'm, you know, know you said you just said right as you were saying. More and more people are going to pile on. More and more stories like this are going to come out. As you were saying, it took me three seconds to look and find a new one. Three seconds. That's uh, that's incredible. You're talking about that story, though. You didn't find a new one, did you? No. no, no. (laughs) I could. You want me to do more? But but again, your point is there. This is what I'm hoping is going to happen with Kyler Murray. If you've got a competitive bone, Kyler Murray, if you've got a competitive bone in your body, you're going to go out and try to destroy the narrative that is around you right now. So you can be the best person and the best player you can be on and off the field, right? Of course. I'm not saying that none of the, like, I'm not, Kyler Murray is just completely innocent in all this and he has nothing to do with this and people are just picking on him. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, you know how this is when, especially on social media, something, he maybe did a couple things or he didn't do a couple things his first couple years and all of a sudden it just keeps building and building and until you change it and especially it doesn't help when you go out there and you do hold out for money and you kind of force the team's hand to give you a contract and then you have your worst year of your career yes. and then you get hurt, Yeah, that doesn't help get rid of the narrative. No. So I'm not saying that he's totally innocent. He obviously helped create some of this, but I'm just saying for perspective he's still a decent quarterback who could still be getting better and it's not like we're talking about some dude that keeps getting arrested off the field. You know what I mean? We're talking about a guy that has not gotten in any trouble and he's yes. been a good quarterback. So I'm, it's the book. People want to just say the book is it's done. Close the book on Kyler Murray. It's amazing to me, Wolf, how polarizing Kyler Murray and DeAndre Ayton are in this city and Kyler Murray beyond this city is very polarizing. I guess DA is too. But I'm just saying it's, it's still very open-ended and that's the essence of sports, right? He can go out there and he can change that narrative whenever he's back on the field. He he can change that narrative, Luke, what you just said right there. Kyler Murray can do it. And it's not like you've got to take this chip off your shoulder and bury it in your heart. You don't have to. If you're a competitor, and this is what gets me jacked up and fired up because I believe Kyler Murray is one of the best competitors he could possibly be. He's got a burning desire to win. You hear it. You see it in the past. Everything he's done to win, win, and win. And if he doesn't have that burning desire to destroy that narrative that surrounds him right now, what kind of competitor is he? That's the question I'll ask. Hopefully, he's going to go out and do something about it. And he doesn't have to say, oh, this guy and that guy and this guy. He doesn't have to get specific. He doesn't just go out and be the best cue you can be by being the best player and the best person you could be on and off the field. That's all you got to do. He's got to be aware of it, though. Focus on you. Because, again, this is not just radio hosts talking about it or media members saying this or people on Twitter in the comment section. This is coaches and players and his peers around the league that that reputation is out there. So that, that to me, if I were in his position, would be motivation enough to change it. Can I, can I just say, though, if, in fact, we're assuming that all these comments, for the most part, are true about Kyler Murray, the only thing he's got to worry about are his teammates. Yeah, but we've heard his that teammates. from anonymous teammates before. 
before, too. I always go back. It's, 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 we said this yesterday. I always go back to what Kelvin Beecham says. Yeah. Kelvin Beecham, to me, is is the, the <laughs> reference point Vote here. Vote for president. <laughs> Absolutely. Kelvin Beecham. Whether you want to run or not, Beach, we're just going to write you in. Every time Kelvin Beecham is asked about Kyler Murray, he's not perfect, but he's working on it. Yeah. And yeah. that's not down the middle for the sake of being down the middle. Kelvin Beecham knows him. He sees it firsthand. And and I I would tend to agree. It seemed like he was working on some stuff last year. Uh, when we come back, first of all, a reminder, Matt Ishby at the press conference coming up at, what is it, 1130? Matt we're we're going to talk to him on the show after the press conference. When we come back, the Suns starting five was back together for the first time in 48 games last night. So what does that mean for the trade deadline that is tomorrow? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.